Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. A huge heartfelt warm welcome to Trish Germain from Leaf Jars. I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast, Trish, and um, share some of your story. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) So I'm going to throw it over to you now because I would love you to introduce yourself, like who you are and, um, and your beautiful business as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I'm Trish. Um, I'm a I'm a wife uh, to my husband of 22 and a half years, <laughs> and I have uh, a now adult son who's just finished grade 12, which is very exciting. Wow. Uh, lots of new adventures, but also very scary. Yeah, um, I'm a mum of a dog. In case anyone hears it barking at any time, <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Um, and um. By trade, I'm actually a nurse <laughs> and I still nurse casually, but um, very casually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I run my little business called Leaf Jars, which I started in October of last year. So amazing. So that's only, you're only one year old. Yes. Officially. I feel like I've known you a lot longer than that, but obviously <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> that's impossible. But um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about Leaf Jars. Yeah, so I, I guess in some ways I fell into it mm-hmm. um, initially. Um, so I, I love plants and I started uh, chopping up my plants and starting to grow my own plants off the plants that I had. Um, and and I found that I had all these jars everywhere that uh, were just jars that I had soaked the labels off and it was all a little bit too messy for me because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had lots of them. And so I sort of set about trying to come up with a jar that was a little bit more aesthetically beautiful. Um, so did that. Um, and then I started selling them on Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And um, it was selling really well. And my husband said to me, why don't you do it as a little business? And I've always had uh, a need to fulfill a creative side in me um, and a bit of an entrepreneurial side. I'd had some businesses way back. Um, oh. And um, so I was kind of like, oh, that sounds like fun. And um, so I set about doing it and it took me probably uh, – to get to the point of having the website and everything ready to go probably took a good 12 months, but maybe I could have done it a lot quicker than that. It was yeah. other distractions as well. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Well, you're a mom and you're working. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I did a couple of little, little like pop-ups and stuff prior to actually launching. And then mm-hmm. I launched in the, in the October, but I guess also what I really found is that, I love plants and I was just being told by so many people, oh, I'm a classic plant killer. Mm. You know, oh, I can't look after plants. I, I don't have a green thumb. And I was sort of thinking, actually, when you grow uh, these mini plants in water, they actually are really easy to care yeah. for. And I had this joy, like it, 
I had been through a bit of stuff and I was really finding joy and, and relaxation and being able to puddle with my plants. And I wanted others to find that joy as well. So it was kind of like I sort of discovered that, oh, this is really cool. I, I could have other people enjoying them as much as I do. And it's actually really lovely getting messages from people. I actually just had... Um, a message this morning from one of the hub members um oh. and some saying oh look look I've got new growth on my plant and I was so oh, excited <laughs> beautiful and I love that I love that so um like it fulfills a passion but also you know I know that you have a like this beautiful generous spirit and you love to sort of yeah to see to see that joy in others is um you know so rewarding and fulfilling so that's so yeah so lovely so (laughs) um so I mean you mentioned that it took about 12 months to really get things off the ground Mm -hmm. what was the biggest learning curve that you experienced um I guess I had I'm not very tech savvy Mm -hmm. (laughs) so setting up my website was a big thing like trying Mm -hmm. to work out how to do it and I have got a bit of a fault in that I tend to be quite a perfectionist Um, and I think I had this light bulb moment one day I was talking to my sister-in-law and I said oh she's like oh when are you going to get started because she was so excited she'd been telling everyone about my leaf jars and um, I said oh I've still got a few things I've got to you know it's not quite right yet and she said to me Trish just launch like honestly no one else is going to know those things that you mm. don't that you're worried about. Um, just launch and tweak them as you go. And I sort of went away at the time. I was thinking, no, like it's got to be perfect. Um, <laughs> but I went away and I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so I did. And yeah. the wheels didn't fall off the cart. And yeah. you know, it's just over 12 months later and I'm still tweaking things there are still things I think I'm not doing uh well enough that I could be doing much better um but that's I've sort of learned go looking for the places where you can glean that information Mm. uh, and and learn as you go Mm. yeah and I think that's um such a wonderful thing to highlight because perfectionism holds so many of us back and it's almost like we use it as an excuse not to do the scary big thing so so yeah yeah so relatable um so just moving on to the next topic which is um pretty massive it's the thing that you never really like no one ever really Mm. thinks they need to worry about until they need to worry about it Mm -hmm. um so recently you had a very stressful experience. I can imagine, I can only imagine touch wood um, regarding cybersecurity. Tell us a little bit what happened, what happened, Trish? Yeah, sure. Well, um, it was at the beginning of October. I, um, I was actually preparing some orders and I'd had a couple of messages on my phone. I kind of just ignored them because mm. um, I was busy packing. Mm. And so it took me about an hour before I actually noticed the notifications from Facebook and then consequently the notifications in my email asking if a login attempt was me. And yeah. long story short, I had been hacked oh and uh, hacked on my personal Facebook account. Um, but interestingly, um, by the time I saw it, 
everything pretty much like it, it asked me to log in um, and update my password, etc. By the time I did all of that, uh, the damage had kind of already been done. The hackers had um, logged into my personal account and had posted um, to my absolute distress um, child pornography oh. directly on my feed. Not they hadn't messaged it through Messenger or anything like that to my contact list. They had literally posted it on my feed for the whole world to see. And not just one post, like eight or oh, more I had friends who had seen it, who were madly trying to get in contact with me to say, oh my goodness. And like, for me, I am actually really happy that Facebook shut down my account. Um, mm. I have in the past, or I did volunteer work in Cambodia with child victims of human trafficking. And so I'm very aware of the, the abuse that happens in these kind of situations. So for me, them shutting down my account was 100% the right thing for them to do. Yeah. Uh, the tricky thing was uh, that because my um, business Facebook account and my Instagram um, business account were attached to my personal Facebook account, all of them were shut down. Um, so you kind of think in your head, okay, well, I'll just send a message, let them know it wasn't me. I mean, we could see they'd logged in from Sydney. I'm in Brisbane. Mm. Um, I thought this would be easy. Um, yeah. But I then had to um, verify who I was um, by uploading um, ID, which I didn't even know was something that you might have to do. Mm. So I'm trying to work out, is this real? Are these emails real? What's yeah. going on? What's fake? What's not? What links mm. do I click on? Which links don't yeah. I click on? Um, but when I did submit my ID with certain things covered to protect myself, um, it was actually rejected. <clears throat> and I believe it was rejected because my personal name um, included my maiden name. So my ID that I uploaded didn't include my maiden name. Mm -hmm. So learning number one in the process was really important that you have um, your, your personal account in a name that you can verify. Like I have so many yeah. friends who have, um, you know, they change it a little bit, yes. they, they make it their yes. name or whatever, but how do you verify that that's you? And if yeah. and most businesses business accounts are attached to a personal account. So the two go together. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was really tricky. And unfortunately, basically, once it was rejected, I was given another opportunity to upload documents, but then um, they kind of rejected that as well and said, sorry, we're too busy because we don't have enough staff at the moment with COVID. Oh. So this is final. And I kind of, I, I did, I'll be honest, I did panic. Yeah, of course, well, <laughs> I, yeah, naturally. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't have a massive following. I'm, I'm small, I have a beautiful little community of people uh, who are, are pretty engaged. And yes. so I, even though I'm not big, I don't have, I don't even have a thousand followers. So I was like, you know, a few hundred, I was still devastated. Um, oh, yeah. I had a cry um, and my husband was great. He's like, let's just try and figure this out. And we literally went through everything, all the support pages, the business pages, everything, couldn't work anything out. Mm. Um, so my husband phoned the ACCC and that was like the best thing he could have done um, mm. because we got given some phone numbers and that led to me being able to get in contact with the Australian Small Business and family enterprise ombudsman. Um, and they actually went into bat for me. 
So they just required me to provide a whole heap of information and they literally went to Meta, who runs Facebook. That's yeah. the name behind the Facebook, yeah. but, you know, um, and on my behalf. And, and we kind of went back and forward from there. But um, it was a really long process. Yeah. Um, I think from uh, the 5th of October is when it, initially happened I don't think I got everything fully restored until around the 20th or the 21st of October oh sorry November Mm. like a five-week process and during that time I actually got hacked another two times um so I had once I I got my accounts back after eight days and then um a day or so later I got hacked again um I had two-step authentication in place I had made sure all my Situations, etc., were correct, but it still happened. Um, And on the second one, they actually hacked into my business account. Uh, Sorry, it was my personal, but at some stage, we don't know yet whether it was the first hacking or the second hacking. They actually got into my ads account um, and they had added themselves as an administrator. They'd set up three advertising campaigns. um, And I don't know, something they did there obviously breached standards mm-hmm. um, good thing about the second uh hacking and consequently the third was that um i had decoupled my instagram account from those accounts so i didn't lose my instagram i only lost my personal and my business facebook accounts mm-hmm. um so yeah so I, during that time i had to then try and get my advertising rights back um I could post on my page and I could post on my personal page but I couldn't do any advertising Mm -hmm. which normally would be okay but leading into Christmas yeah uh, teachers gifts are a big um a big thing in my business yeah Uh, so I wasn't able to advertise that at all so uh and I had to get the charges reversed that they had racked up was only $220 or something like that um but it's still money that I hadn't um the good news is I I had it originally set up with linked with PayPal when I was hacked that link was automatically severed um but I have since found out that you can um, if you can't access your account, you just go into PayPal and you can delete that through PayPal, delete okay. that, link, yeah. which is really good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then I, once I got all of that, um, the, while I was getting that all sorted out, I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll advertise on Marketplace and just mm-hmm. do it locally. And literally a day later, I got hacked again. I don't even know what happened this time, but then they removed my right to advertise on on Marketplace. So now I had lost my advertising rights and my ability to access Marketplace. So it was lots of back and forward to the small business ombudsman. And thankfully, they were able to, you know, talk to the right people because honestly, there was no places in Facebook where I could yeah. and say, this is what's going on. I'd sent some messages. Some of them I was getting responses to and others I wasn't. So, and then there were times where I just couldn't enter anything at all. Um, so it was, it was quite a frustrating process. <clears throat> yeah. And I've heard that before from not, you know, not quite so um, 
in like the relationship with people that I know have been hacked before hasn't been quite so close as with you when you're being able to share so much but I have heard that that it's very difficult to um, liaise directly with Facebook and it's very difficult to get your accounts back so I would never have even thought to go to the ombudsman so that is such a huge massive you know thing to have up your sleeve in Australia if you're listening in Australia surely in other countries there's got to be something Something, um, for them to act on your behalf must have been such a big relief Uh, it was amazing I I honestly don't believe I would have had it all restored without their help because I had no way of saying to them hey this is I am who I say I am yeah Um, uh, I wouldn't have been able to get my marriage certificate to them all of those sorts of things and it was just so many learning curves in that process um you know uh just even uh I didn't know maybe other people know but I didn't know that if you receive an email from Facebook and you're not sure if it's actually Facebook with all these scams that are going around you can log into your account in Facebook and you can actually see um a list of the emails that have been sent to you from Facebook so you can verify before opening or clicking on any links so I mean that was a learning for me maybe I'm a bit naive I I had never known that either um so just for those listeners Trish is a beautiful member of um the branding hub my membership for brand builders and she shared this incredible lengthy um, document outlining everything that she learned and everything that she recommends. And that I, I like I was reading it just in awe because I didn't, you know, how do you know these things? Like how, how, how are you supposed to know these things? It's not, it's the same as sort of anything in business. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. It's so easy to set things up, but nobody actually tells you, um, you know, h- how to protect yourself in this, in this way and I was sitting there before you when you were saying you were so confused about like who to trust because I was saying that to my husband the other day that we get like so many text messages and so many emails that are scammers it's so hard like to tell who's who in the zoo and who's you know being who's actually (laughs) who they say they are yes and they're getting so savvy like even the email addresses uh, look genuine now and you've got to dig deeper to really find out because because you know then there's the fear of missing something or missing a bill that it was due or uh-huh. it's just um it's a crazy world out there uh, and I just think it's amazing that you kept going like that you had that <laughs> resilience to keep going and you know a lot of people would have just given up after that that first headbuttle <laughs> headbutting you know with Facebook when they said that they couldn't do anything and they were too short staffed they would have just been like oh I'll just start again um but yeah I really admire <laughs> that you yeah that you kept going so you've mentioned a few key things um what would you have you got like some core recommendations that you could share to other small businesses who are marketing online to protect themselves from this happening yeah. So first and foremost, make sure you have two-step authentication set up. Mm-hmm. Like clearly it didn't stop me being hacked, um, but it was one of the first questions. Um, the ombudsman had a list of questions that they provided to me, which they are given from Meta. Yeah. Uh, they want to know these things before they'll even look at your case. Um, so um, yeah, whilst it didn't stop it, 
it, it, I think it helped in the process of getting it sorted out because they're like, okay, this person's done the right thing. So go in and I think you can actually run like a security check if you go into the, the business mm-hmm. security settings, all of that sort of stuff. Um, second of all, uh, if it's attached to your personal account, make sure that your name is on that account is something that can you can easily verify that you are who you say you are um, and know that if you do have to submit ID Um, online to Facebook that that is a thing Um, and I just made sure that I covered important details so when I uploaded my license covered my signature covered my license number Mm -hmm. Um, and when I uploaded my marriage certificate had my name my husband's name my maiden name my husband's name but all the other information was blanked out Um, so just they could see the marriage certificate stamp and all that sort of thing yeah um, I've got a little list here because I don't want to forget anything. Um, uh, decouple your, le- your your connection between Instagram mm. and Facebook. That's a good one. Uh, in your billing account, there is a, a part where you can actually nominate a, a limit on how much can be spent before you're notified. Now, somebody said to me, well, what's the point? Um, If they hack it, they'll just change that anyway. And they're right. Uh, But I figure they don't have necessarily a lot of time, especially if if you notice that notification straight away. Um, In the short amount of time, they managed to add themselves as an administrator and set up three advertising campaigns. I guess it's just another thing that they have to have a look at and change. Yeah. Um, having PayPal attached to your billing account is a much safer way, I think, than a credit card mm. um, directly on there. Because my account was shut down, I would have had absolutely no way of getting in to remove my credit card details. Yeah. So they actually put in their own credit card details, which of course were fraudulent because that PayPal connection was automatically removed because I hadn't even thought of that when Mm. this I just got this notification saying that your automatic billing has been disconnected. And I was like, oh my goodness. And in that email, it said that you can do this also via PayPal. So of course I went in and had a look where I go and that's in under the billing setting, I think uh, under my money and automatic Mm. payments. So um, so um, go in there. Um, So that's a good point. Go into your accounts and have a look. What's familiarize yourself the PayPal because there's so many things that you're just not aware of yeah the other thing I learned through this process that if you do use your credit card online for any kind of purchases not just with Facebook um, if you use a credit card as opposed to a debit card a credit card has limits on it Mm. and it has insurances etc attached to it Mm -hmm. if you use a debit card it's attached to your actual bank account so they can actually just keep removing all the money from your bank account Mm -hmm. um and there's not it's not as easy i'm not saying you can't get the money back but i've been told that it's not as easy to get the money back and then that's your money just gone whereas on a credit card there is those sort of checks and balances put in place yeah Interestingly, we had our credit card hacked two weeks ago, a week oh, ago, actually. and I was part of okay. many and and also the uh, was it, um, not Vodafone, the other one, 
anyway, the the phone company hacking. So I'm just like, I'm very over hacking at the moment. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. We got all our money back, thankfully, with our credit card. Very frustrating. Um, what else do I thought? Um, yes. The other thing that I learned is that um, Google um, can save a lot of passwords. Mm. Somebody said to me, go and check your Google account and see if you've got passwords saved in there. And I went in and, oh, my goodness, I had lots wow. of that I didn't even realize like so I then had to I went in I changed all of those passwords mm -hmm. um, deleted them all and yeah. make sure that I pay attention to every pop-up that comes up when I'm online yeah. um, into something I was just saying no don't save this password because you just don't know I don't know where the hacking has come from so yeah I wanted so to is make that it. in your Google business account like do you have to log in for that or is that just in your browser settings um oh, that's a good question I think mm. it's my personal Google account yeah so yeah so you just go into your actual account and then you yeah. can go to, um I think it must be under passwords yeah just go in and have a play I yeah. would be looking under both um, yeah most of mine was stored in my personal not yeah. my business um, yeah so yeah. yeah very scary so I I don't know whether I've been saying yes or whether it's just been saving them automatically but yeah I've had to change so many passwords oh my goodness um so yeah so I didn't even realize that I'd done that so mm. that's a bit scary another big learning was that um I needed to put in place a system for logging my dms on my socials uh, because you know you get dms and you just it's a bit like email like it's yeah. all there right um so i had message threads with um customers um some corporate orders etc and i hadn't actually gotten to the point of uh getting their contact details and all that sort of thing because i just messaged them back through there mm -hmm. um so it made me really think uh, that i need a system for straight away when I have contact with someone, getting their contact details and recording it outside of socials. Yeah. Because I was sort of like, mm, these people are going to think I'm really rude. I just yeah. the face of the planet. And yeah. not only have I not replied, I'm just no longer able to be found online. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that was another big thing. I think they're kind of they're the main things, I think. Oh, another another thing. There's two things. First of all, build build your email list. I hadn't yeah. really <laughs> put a lot of time into doing that, and that's that's sort of one of my big things for the new year. Mm -hmm. um, working on that, um, but. If you do get hacked, take screenshots of everything. Mm. If you get a message, um, you go in and you're putting in details, take a screenshot of it before you send it. If you get a reply message, take a screenshot um, because they wanted screenshots of a few things and thankfully I had taken them because um, I'm like, this is the message that it's sending me. It's saying I can't fix this and it's final. Yeah. Yeah, um, having those things there so you don't have to go back and try and find where was that screen um just save them somewhere and if you don't need them great but if you do you've got them all there yeah so that was a big like blah. no that's incredibly helpful I'm just sitting here like taking mentally taking off all the things that I need to go and check because even um you know I was just sort of sort of sitting there thinking that 
lots of things that we do even in life and business we sort of put our contact details in and then forget about the account or you know especially when it comes to payments and that sort of thing that are say like saved credit cards and that sort of thing um that just sit there don't they and we then we forget about them and then and then you know like there's so many like we leave a trail I guess is what I'm trying to say and um you know as savvy as we all try to be it's 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 tricky it's so tricky like it's it's a tricky world to navigate so I'm just so grateful for you for coming and sharing your experience so openly and so generously sharing all of those tips because I have no doubt that that's going. This podcast will help somebody one day yeah, when they need I it. So yeah. we all like to think we're never going to be hacked. Like I had never really thought about it to be no. honest. When it happened, I was just kind of pretty blase about it initially until I realized, oh, this is a little bit bigger than I had needed. Yeah. So yeah. quite impactful. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's all back now and it's all sorted and you know hopefully it doesn't happen again but uh, I think just if it does I'll just go through those steps and um, hopefully get it sorted (laughs) yeah yeah you know what to do you can have that confidence now yeah so the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman they're the ones in contact with um they're awesome obviously if you lose money and things like that then there are other places that you should contact as well but they'll usually give you that information when you talk to them yeah oh my gosh thank you so much Trish so we got a little bit heavy heavy at the end there so let's finish off with some fun questions I have some rapid fire questions. I don't know if you've heard these with other guests on the podcast before. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to say what's your favourite and then I'll say a word and we'll just, um, whatever comes to mind, just be you. (laughs) Um, What's your favourite app? My favourite app is probably Pinterest. I can get lost in Pinterest. (laughs) Is Leaf Charles on Pinterest? Not yet. Another thing that I want to do. Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Favorite time of day? Ah, oh, this is tricky. Um, actually, I'm probably most productive in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love uh, when I get up early. I do love the early morning. Mm, a bit of a mix, eh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Exercise. Uh, walking. Mm. Probably because yeah. I do it with with my cousin mostly. Oh, um, so nice. it's a nice thing to chat and. <laughs> Oh, I love a good walk and a chat. It's so good for the soul, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, favourite habit or ritual? Mm, I've been thinking about this. Really sad. I actually don't really have any real rituals or habits, which is very bad. Um, and it's something that I need to work on because Maybe. there's a few things that I'd like to factor into my my life on a daily basis so yeah it's good because it's reminded me that I need to work on that <laughs> yes yes 100 and I don't like I'm not a big believer in new year's resolutions but I do feel like if it's around the time that you want to make a change it's a good time to you know to set a date and just and do it and make yourself accountable each day Absolutely. I'm excited to hear what that ritual becomes what it is <laughs> okay favorite way to relax uh definitely spending time with the family or my close friends yeah beautiful um and finally your favorite thing about your business Um, all the beautiful people that I get to meet I think um yeah I get to play with plants and meet lovely people (laughs) 
how does it it doesn't get any better does it I know. <laughs> well Trish you have been an absolute treasure thank you so so much for coming and chatting with me and sharing everything um as I said where can we find you where can we find Leaf Jazz so we're online at um, www.leafjars.com.au um, and on socials, on Instagram at leafjarsaus, A-U-S, um, and on Facebook, it's just leafjars. Amazing. So go and say hi to Trish. Go and check out her leafjars. They're so they're just <laughs> divine. I love them. And I've <laughs> adored speaking with you. So thank you so much again. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. Also feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more hard aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again. And I'll see you next week.